Welcome to Safety Bites, a weekly podcast on all things related to workplace safety, hosted by me, Jason Schaffenbuhl. The thoughts expressed in this podcast are based upon my opinion and general best practices, which may not apply to all listeners. Always consult with a qualified professional before making any changes in your organization. Whether you implement written procedures to comply with OSHA standards, or write procedures to address other safety hazards in the workplace, are you following them? Employers often write great procedures, however, their adherence to the procedures may not be so great. What is the impact of either lax or no compliance with your own written procedures? Likely it means your employees are not adequately protected and potentially suffering unneeded injury. Rarely do employers write procedures that are overprotective. The procedures organizations generally adopt are typically the minimum needed to address the issue, but also represent the maximum the organization will do. When procedures are written, the writers and management that ultimately agree to implementation are balancing the needs of what is required against the realities of the resources available. That is okay, but you need to ensure you comply with and enforce your written procedures to minimize the potential for injury. Did you ever think you could get an OSHA violation for not following a written program you put into place that wasn't required for OSHA compliance? It can and does happen. Most recently, Brook Glen Behavioral Hospital, which I'll refer to as BHG, appealed an OSHA citation they received and lost because they had not implemented a written program that they had put into place. BHG is located in Pennsylvania and is a 146-bed inpatient psychiatric hospital. Some patients at BHG pose a risk of harm to themselves or others. On July 11, 2016, OSHA received an anonymous complaint alleging the number of workplace violence incidents was increasing. OSHA commenced an investigation visiting the site four different times. Based upon the evidence gathered during the investigation, the compliance officer concluded that there were at least 51 workplace violence incidents involving patients and staff in one year. This included 17 incidents of employees being punched, kicked, or slapped, 16 incidents of bites or scratches, 4 incidents of employees being hit with an object, 4 incidents of spitting, hair pulling or grabbing, and 10 other physical injuries, including impacts to backs, hands, and knees. OSHA issued a general duty citation for failure to furnish employees with a place of employment that is free from recognized hazards that are causing or likely to cause death or serious physical harm. The citation was supported by this evidence. On or about July 11, 2016, Nurses and mental health technicians who provide inpatient care, especially in the close observation and adolescent units, during the course of de-escalating aggressive patients or while trying to prevent patients from injuring themselves, are exposed to serious physical injuries such as bites, bruises, or strains and sprains. See my Week 20 podcast for more information on the General Duty Clause and how it can be used by OSHA. BHG ultimately appealed the OSHA citation to the Federal Occupational Safety and Health Review Commission the agency who adjudicates appeals of federal OSHA citations. To establish a general duty clause violation, OSHA needs to show, one, there was an activity or condition in the employer's workplace that constituted a hazard to employees. Two, either the cited employer or its industry recognized that the condition or activity was hazardous. Three, the hazard was causing or likely to cause death or serious physical harm. And four, there were feasible means to eliminate the hazard or materially reduce it. BHG conceded that aggressive behaviors were occurring and they were a recognized hazard in the psychiatric hospital industry. The primary argument was that there is no feasible means to eliminate or reduce the potential for patients to cause injury to staff. The Occupational Safety and Health Review Commission, however, found that BHG had written a management of aggression policy that contained a number of elements that an expert witness felt would have prevented employee injury. 
The problem was that while the policy was written in 2003, at the time of the inspection, in 2016, 13 years later, the director of nursing was not aware of the policy and it had not been updated in that time. Essentially, it appears that the employer wrote a program but didn't implement it. Specifically, the administrative law judge stated that BHG, quote, failed to implement the policies it had on paper or use the information it collected from incidents of patient-on-staff violence to reduce the hazard. BHG knew that there were practices and procedures within its control that would decrease the likelihood of patient violence and minimize injuries from such incidents, and yet it failed to implement them fully or appropriately, end quote. The judge upheld the citation and $12,000 fine. BHG appealed the Occupational Safety and Health Review Commission decision to the U.S. Court of Appeals. On March 3, 2020, the Court of Appeals decided to affirm the violation and penalty. The court stated that it, quote, was particularly troubled by the internal disconnect between the hospital's written policies and its actual practice, end quote. The court characterized the hospital's principal shortcoming as its failure to fully implement the policies it had on paper to prevent such violence. The court also felt that BHG's argument that it didn't know what it was expected to do to address workplace violence was negated by the fact BHG had a written procedure on paper that accomplished exactly what they said they didn't know. So what should you do with the information from this podcast? First, make sure you're in compliance with OSHA's regulations, in part by having the necessary written programs in place and by following them. Second, as I've discussed in several podcasts, make sure you are addressing hazards in your workplace that are causing or likely to cause serious injury, even if they are not covered by a specific OSHA regulation. And if you write a written program to address the hazard, make sure you're following it. As I have discussed in a previous podcast, safety is a balance that has to consider the cost of addressing issues against the value it brings in reduced employee injuries and compliance. So, I would not expect world-class, gold-plated procedures in place to cover most safety issues. It's okay to have simple procedures that address the safety issues in your workplace and meet OSHA compliance. Just make sure you're following them. Don't worry about a potential OSHA citation. While possible, as you've heard earlier, it's about keeping employees safe and preventing injury or death. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and will join me next week. Until then, please make time each day to create a safer workplace.